wisdom psalm. Since it speaks directly to man and not to God. The divine to the prosperity of the wicked. In verses 1 through 8, David instructs us on what kind of godly posture we must take in the face of how the wicked prosper. First, there is an attitude we must flee. There is an attitude we must flee. Verses 1, 7, and 8 teaches us, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. And then drop down to verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in His way, over the man who carries out evil devices. And then again in verse 8. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. Three times we're exhorted, fret not. We're also commanded, as we have just read, to refrain from anger and forsake wrath. And further we're told, be not envious of evil doers. The point of these exhortations is that when it comes to the seeming success of the wicked, God's people must not let themselves become obsessed and de-stressed over what they are seeing. They must not let themselves, allow themselves, to be overcome in a raging fit over the prosperity of evildoers. To fret not means literally don't get steamed up. Don't burn up. The prosperity of the wicked is nothing more than a mere shadow. It is a fleeting vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow, it is out of character, therefore, and inconsistent for God's people to burn up with jealousy and anger over something that lasts with the equivalency of a mere breath. So there is an attitude we must flee. But then second, there is an action we must take. There is an action we must take, verses 3, 4, 5, and 7. In verse 3 through 5, we read, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. And then drop down to verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. To kill the sins, to mortify the sins of anger and envy over the success of the wicked, we must do the following. We must trust in the Lord, delight in the Lord, commit our way to the Lord, 
and be still and wait on the Lord. In other words, we rest the whole of our lives in God's purpose, power, promises, and provision. We commit all that we are and all that we have to the Lord, rolling it all onto Him, knowing that He will meet our every need. Indeed, that is what David is saying quite literally in verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. That word commit means to roll over. To roll over your cares, to roll over your circumstances onto the Lord. And we hear this echoed in the New Testament. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And again in 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on the Lord. Why? Because He cares for you, Peter says. So in the face of seeing what appears to be real success, real prosperity of evildoers of the wicked, the child of God must learn to be content in whatever situation he's in even when the wicked seem to be taking the field, as it were, we must recall who God is, what God has said, and remembering this so-called prosperity is a mere vapor. It is something that is so fleeting, that is so temporary, that is so transient, And as we're going to see working through Psalm 37, this in fact is what we're being reminded of again and again and again in this psalm. And you know, this is not the only place in Scripture where we're told as God's people to not fret over the prosperity of the wicked. We're told in other places not to do the same. I think in particularly of Psalm 73 where the psalmist Asaph was having this very problem and he was confessing it for what it really was. But what did the Lord remind Asaph of? He reminded Asaph of the end of the wicked. In other words, the day that's coming for them. Oh, they may look very happy today. They may look like they're having the time of their life. And it may even look and appear like it's just going to last forever. But for the child of God, if that's how we interpret it, we're not walking by faith, we're walking by sight. And so the Word of God calls us back here in Psalm 37 to say, wait a minute, remember. Remember the end that's coming for the wicked. But more importantly, remember who the Lord is and roll all your cares on Him. Trust in Him always. He will supply, He will meet every need you have. And anyway, 
as this psalm teaches us. And we hear it, we hear it echoed in the Beatitudes. The meek shall inherit what? The earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. But of course, the earth we're going to inherit is the new earth. The new earth that Christ will usher in by his power and grace and glory. That is this earth renewed. This earth without the curse. And this one day will be ours. The people of God. We will possess all the land. So why fret? Why fret over what the billionaires and the millionaires and all these other people in their godless ways have acquired? It's a fleeting shadow. Again, it's here today. It's gone tomorrow. What a waste of energy in the heart of a child of God to fret over that. That is a waste of time. Get your eyes on the Lord. You trust in Him. He will meet your every need. Let's pray. Our Holy Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the stark realism of your word and how, and how you do expose the fretfulness and the anxieties of our hearts as we do look upon the wicked of this world, the godless of this world, and we see how so many of them prosper in their ways and appear to prosper without any disturbance whatsoever. Father, thank you for reminding us this morning how wrong, how unrighteous it is for us as your people to fret so, to get steamed up, as it were, over the prosperity of the wicked. Thank you for reminding us, Lord, that it is such a waste in the hearts of your saints to be envious over those who may appear to have it all, and yet one day when their end comes, they will lose every bit of it. Father, thank you for reminding us from Psalm 37 that we're to roll all our cares on you in all situations, in every circumstance. All of our anxieties, we're not to keep to ourselves and try to shoulder ourselves, but we're to cast them all upon you, trusting in you with all of our heart, delighting ourselves in your greatness, and indeed waiting upon you patiently for in time, Lord, we know you will indeed act. You will carry out your purpose. Even upon the godless, their end is certain. Their end is sure. It is marked out even before the world began. And so, Lord, we trust in you today that you will renew our faith solidly in you that you will teach us yet again, as you have in these few moments, what it means to walk by faith and not by sight when we live in a world that is full of so many people that despise you, 
that defy you, and yet they have so much, monetarily speaking. Lord, we pray, turn our hearts back toward you and work in us a deep and profound work of real repentance where we have fallen short in not being content in all circumstances wherein your providence has placed us and where, in fact, we have fretted much over the prosperity of the wicked. Forgive us, we pray, Father, by the blood and righteousness of your Son, and we trust in the Holy Spirit to empower us to walk more by faith in all things and less and less by sight. These things we pray and humbly ask in the name of our Lord Jesus and for his sake. Amen.